You're listening to another episode of the Zag. Eric Soap here, excited to continue our series featuring NLC alums from across the country doing important COVID frontline work. Abby Tamara from the NLC New Jersey 2013 class is here. She's an executive director of an incredibly important organization on the East Coast in Jersey. We'll catch up with her, see how the work she's doing has evolved in COVID times and what she's looking for in terms of the future. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get to it. All right, so give us a scoop. You're an executive director of which organization and what do y'all do? I am the executive director of Seki for South Asian Women. We work with South Asian survivors of gender-based violence, primarily in the New York City area. And then your work has changed a lot, changed a little since lockdown started. How would you describe the evolution of what y'all are doing? Our experience through the course of the pandemic has been fairly intense. As you know, New York is really the epicenter of the country. And um, the community that we serve uh, lives in the epicenter of the epicenter. So Elmhurst, Jackson Heights, um, parts of Brooklyn, parts of the Bronx are really impacted by this, uh, by the pandemic. Um, And so we've moved most of our work to be fully virtual. Um, What we're also seeing is Um, extreme forms of violence in terms of what survivors are going through, but also just extreme forms of economic insecurity. And we've been on the ground addressing those needs as well. And then as you're thinking through that challenge, because there are so many different pieces to it, whether it's economic insecurity or food insecurity, or or like you mentioned, there's legitimate threats to someone's well-being and safety. How do you prioritize, organize? How would you talk us through that process? I have to... being agile and flexible and um, really understanding the needs of the community. So all of our core work has shifted to be virtual, and then we've added on additional support to address specifically around the food insecurity that's happening in the community. Um, But uh, I would say that like what our staff has been able to do essentially is respond to the demands from the community and also try to support in the capacity as meaningful as possible. And then I know one pressure that a lot of NLC alums who who run nonprofits or work for nonprofits are feeling is their ability to fundraise for themselves to be able to offer the services that they're able to provide. Has that been a challenge already for you? Are you projecting that? What would be uh, the state of affairs going forward for y'all as an org financially? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I think a lot of executive directors right now are facing this challenge. And across the sector, we're facing this challenge. Um, At Saki, we have an every spring and we of course had to cancel it this year which left a significant um, budget gap for our fiscal year which ends June 30th Um, what we were able to do really is rally the community to support the work that we're doing in the midst of this moment and really uplift um, the challenges that survivors are facing in the in the scope of the pandemic as a result of that and really being able to build that bridge we've seen a strong outpour of philanthropic leadership, um, not only from individual donors, but institutional donors who understand the needs and the the unique challenges that survivors, particularly immigrant survivors, are facing in this moment. And then are you able to also liaise with city bureaucracies, city functions to together support? What, What role does the city itself play? So in New York City, there has been um, some support we've received as a result of um, 
as a result of our efforts, but I would say it's not really consolidated. And um, we've been trying to oh, sorry, <laughs> we've been trying to step in where possible. Um, and uh, but unfortunately, we we haven't seen um, we haven't seen the, the the resources from the city that we need for the community. So that's where Suzuki has really had to step up and um, and to provide that support. And then in terms of your management of your own team, I imagine with everyone being virtual, there was unique challenges that you had to undertake as the leader. Were there certain places you looked for in terms of how to, how to do that? Do you have a mentor yourself who's giving you advice? How have you uh, managed to make the, the, the transition to managing a team when you can't see them in person work? Yeah, our team um, also experiences such a significant amount of vicarious trauma, something that we've really been very pandemic is the separation between work and home and um, that physical space has been really important to the staff that works directly with survivors that is no longer possible as a result of the pandemic and so um, those spaces are much more blurred causing a significant amount of stress for the staff uh, we've been thinking a lot about how to support the team in the midst of this moment as they're absorbing the vicarious trauma um, that survivors are sharing with them through their experiences. So a lot of clinical supervision has been happening um, with the staff. We've been thinking a lot about flexibility with time off, increasing um, time off, um, really just trying to be as flexible as possible while also holding on to a team. So um, the dings you hear in the background are actually my Skype notifications. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so we have this, <laughs> we, we, we built a Skype office, which I would say, as you can hear, is fairly active. Um, <laughs> so, um, you know, we've been trying to create as much of like a team atmosphere as possible and having weekly meetings, um, having as much support for the team. But it, it, I would be remiss if I didn't say how challenging it is in this moment, especially for a team that works with a community that's incredibly vulnerable. Yeah, well said. When we come back, we'll chat a little bit more about the important work that's happening here and across the country as it relates to NLC alums working in the COVID front lines. Thanks for tuning in this episode of The Zag. We'll be right back. Speaking of the NLC alum community, the New Jersey chapter is is well known for its its very successful NLC program, and, and I always sort of half joke they seem to be running most of the state somehow. Like there just seems to be alumni at every level of government and and important uh, civic positions. And and I, I can tell by your laugh that you probably know that that's kind of true. In terms of uh, leveraging the NLC network to do the work you're doing, how has that come together for you? I the NLC family, especially in New Jersey is incredibly tight and so i would say that while my um the organization i work for is in new york city i lean on the new the new jersey chapter to continue to uplift the work that we're doing and they've been incredible in terms of really just sharing the message of survivors and immigrant survivors um, even though it's not directly doing work in the state um, and also just having the, the thought partnership and being able to navigate a really difficult administration federal administration excuse me um, and um, definitely not a, a state uh, administration, but <laughs> um, but um, but also just being supportive of the work overall, I would say, has been remarkable. Even through the course of my career, I mean, we I've been um, part of the NLC family since 2013, and every step of the way, um, I would say NLC has been um, a really important part in every element of my career. 
I often say to people that um, I went to Columbia for graduate school and NLC was more gratifying than Columbia was. <laughs> That's a good sign and very good plug. Yeah, I was going to ask, when you think about folks who may be considering applying to the 2021 Institute, and, and obviously we're still sorting out how much we can be together face-to-face, how much will be virtual, but the world will be so changed and different. What would you want a potential applicant to uh, consider as they're deciding if NLC is right for them? In spite of the fact that it will most likely be a, a, a very different experience or a different experience for certain chapters. Um, I would say that I, it, knowing NLC and how well thought out each um, each chapter is built and also the, the really rich curriculum, um, that it will be overall an enriching experience, not only in terms of um, what one will receive through the course of the, the five months, but through the network that one um, builds and also the mentorship program that is built out. So um, I wouldn't I wouldn't hesitate. Plus, it's fully funded. True. It's, it's, yeah, it's not going to cost you too much, which is great. It's a great point. Well, we being here in L.A. and you being on the East Coast, I think we're in a similar uh, competition of who can be locked down longer. Uh, when do you foresee things changing a little bit for your part of the country? So um, we are hoping that um, we can start sending small teams to our Manhattan and our Queens office, maybe by the fall, but really um, it, it could be the entire calendar year. Um, and from a budgetary perspective, really, that's what we're preparing for. Well, listen, thanks for all the work that you're doing. Stay safe out there. We know how valuable it is for um, the mental health of the folks you're working for, but also the mental health of your team and yourself. So thanks for, for taking a little bit of time to chat with us and, and inspire us. And thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of The Zag. Make sure to catch all past episodes. We've been dropping a lot in the last couple of weeks, uh, two kinds, really. Folks who are working on the COVID front lines, check those out. But also last week, we dropped a bunch featuring teachers and educators uh, in honor of Teacher Appreciation Week. So you can hear how NLC alums are supporting our kids and families and communities across the country. Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, all the places you get your podcasts are there. Until next time, we'll catch you soon.